Hello, and welcome to another episode of Literary Porno. Uh, I'm your host, Mike. And you guys should uh, check out our website we're putting together. It's not anything very fancy at the moment, but it does have a blog, and I have added a couple articles to it. Um, So yeah, you should check it out sometime. It's, uh, I don't know, uh, just type in Literary Porno and Wix, and it should pop up. And that's Wix, you know, the website thing. Anyway, uh, Amber is currently inside of Dollar General, uh, spending all my money. And I'm sitting out front watching a lovely couple beat the living shit out of their kids. Uh, which is actually a lot of fun. But enough of that. Uh, so this one's called The Interview. And it's by Alley 1979 Fun fact. I've read this story probably five fucking times and attempted to record it. And every time something happens about midway through and I got to restart. So we'll see how this one goes. Chloe had a sense of trepidation about today's interview at Booth's, a well-known but infamously private publishing house in London. She knew they were a good firm, but the job description was vague and she hadn't prepared. The recruitment officer had contacted her anonymously and had told her that she had been headhunting specifically by the MD of the company. The guy had said that she was the first person he'd ever known to even be invited to an interview. Chloe was pleased and intrigued about this company. With a PA starting salary of £100,000 a year, plus bonuses, it was four times her current meager wage. She knew it had to be worth going for. She dressed sharply, adorning her lean figure in a tight pencil skirt that hugged her ass and thighs perfectly. It had a fairly generous slit from her knee upwards that displayed her toned thigh when she moved. Obviously, the key to feeling good is wearing good underwear. So she slipped on silky black French knickers and a matching balconette bra that pushed her breasts upwards into two beautiful mounds. Her long legs were modestly almost covered in sheer stockings, held up by her suspenders. On top, she covered up with a bright white shirt, leaving a few buttons undone so her gorgeous cleavage could be seen. Hell, it didn't hurt to be sexy at an interview. Knowing her interviewer was very likely to be a man, Boos was notorious for having a male-only employee base. Until now, she thought, hopefully. She used a smart belt to enhance her tiny waist and completed her outfit with some new shoes, four-inch spiked heel stilettos. The look was professional, but sexy. All of her curves shone off to just the right effect. Boos had sent a car to pick her up, and Chloe was impressed as the elegant Bentley swung around in front of her house. Already off to a good start, she thought. After a short journey, she was dropped off outside the huge gates of the imposing 10-story office block. A security guard checked her interview request letter, then her picture, and then phoned up to Booth for confirmation. Chloe wondered if these guys were secretly dealing arms, given the hassle it took for anyone to get inside the building. Finally, the gates were open, and she strutted across the grounds to get to the building. The reception desk was at the far end of a grand square hallway. Flanked with expensive-looking sculptures and, of course, four more security guards, weirdly, there was even a man on reception. Usually, most firms hired someone just like Chloe, i.e. pretty, to do that kind of stuff. He asked her more security questions. This was as bad as customs. Fifteen minutes later, she was finally allowed to go up. The interview was to be held in the private office of the MD on the top floor of the building, and one of the security guards escorted her to the lift. Good luck, miss. He said, I'm sure you'll do well. Chloe smiled. 
as the lift doors closed smoothly. Up on the 10th floor, she was greeted by John, Mr. Hitchens' assistant. Welcome to Booth's, he said. Please, follow me. She walked behind John along a corridor with displays of wealth all around. Glamorous paintings, wood paneling, and a carpet so thick it made Chloe want to sink her bare feet into it. John knocked gently on the heavy door to what was the office and pushed it open gently. Inside, behind an enormous mahogany desk, sat Mr. Hitchin himself. He stood up as Chloe entered the room. Thank you, John, he said. I'll take it from here. Hitchin was well-groomed, Chloe thought. Mid-forties, maybe. Dark hair, good teeth, and a large, imposing frame. She could see why poor, weedy John looked uh, intimidated. She took a seat on the other side of the desk as he poured her, oddly, not tea or coffee, but a glass of champagne. We like to do things our way at Booth's, he said as he handed it to her. Do you mind? No, sir, Chloe responded. At least I won't have to worry about nerves. He smiled at her, and she noticed his eyes lingering on her full breast spilling out of her shirt. Well, Chloe, now I don't believe in stupid interview questions. I'd prefer to see you in action, he said, smiling. So, the first part of this interview will be dictation. Open up the laptop just there and we'll get started. She did as he said and opened up the small laptop, personalized with Booth's logo, of course. And as he began to read from a small book he held out in front of him, she typed quickly, her delicate French manicured fingers moving rapidly across the keyboard. Okay, that's enough, he said after 10 minutes. If you could just hand me what you've done, as is, and I'll just check for any mistakes. He took the computer from her, and she saw him read what she had typed, and began to get nervous as he frowned every now and again, no doubt noticing a few spelling errors. This was pretty unfair, she thought. She'd normally be able to spell check something. Chloe, uh, there are a few errors that I'd like to go over with you, he said, uh, looking serious. Could you come around to this side of the desk, please? As she stood up, she noticed him looking at her cleavage again. She walked around to him and rested one hand on his desk to look at the small screen of the laptop. He pointed at the first paragraph, highlighting a spelling error. Chloe, uh, this is pretty basic stuff, but I appreciate that you didn't get a chance to check it before you gave it to me. Have a look at the rest of the document and see if you can get rid of the other mistakes just now. She began to read the document more closely and carefully began to edit the values, various errors that were littered throughout. I wouldn't worry too much about all this, you know, he said, because there are going to be some other pretty important aspects to your role. As he said this, she felt him place his hand on her bottom, stroking her curves over her tight-fitting skirt. She felt surprised, yet she knew deep down this job offer had to have come with strings attached. Oh, shit, where was I? Uh, no other PA job with her level of experience would ever have paid £100,000 with, and she recalled reading a generous bonus structure. I'm willing to take on additional duties, sir, Chloe said, still pretending to read the document. Hitchens' hand slid down and began to move up under her skirt. The skirt was tight, and his hand could only get so far upper. He moved his chair back a little, allowing space in between him and the desk. Stand in front of me, please, he ordered, and she did, as she was told, moving across the standing upright facing away from him. He pushed her skirt up higher and then more, revealing her suspenders and then up until her knickers were exposed to him. 
His hand traced a path up the inside of her smooth thigh almost to the top and then pulled away. I'd like you to turn around and take off your shirt and the skirt, please, he barked. Chloe turned around to face him and slowly began to unbutton her shirt. And as she did so, her magnificent tits became fully in view for him. He smiled as he gazed at her top body in the silky provocative underwear she was wearing, taking in the suspenders and the high heels as well. Now remove the bra and your panties. Chloe knew this job had to be worth it. One shag and she'd have the job. And he was pretty attractive. She unclasped the buckle of her bra and unleashed her perfect tits. And as they were exposed to the air, her nipples tightened into small pink buds. She stepped out of her panties and stood in her stockings and heels in front of him. He reached forwards and stroked the outline of her breasts and then tweaked her pert nipples quite roughly. She saw he was hardened through his trousers already and he looked big. Turn around and lean over the desk, please, he said, and open your legs. Chloe did as instructed and felt her pussy open. She felt hot from being told what to do, having little control of her actions. He was domineering and powerful and she didn't feel she could do otherwise. He stroked her inside thigh again and this time he reached the top of her thigh and cupped her pussy. You're a good girl, he said, leaning over her, having a nice shaven pussy. We like it like that here. She felt herself get wet as he began to touch her, finding her clit and circling his fingers around it, first gently and then harder. You are not allowed to come until I say so, Chloe, he stated. She gasped as despite this, he continued to work her clit, and she felt her pussy become more and more wet. He moved his hands and slowly pushed two fingers inside her pussy and then began to fill her with his fingers inserting a third and thrusting them inside her repeatedly. She groaned and he grabbed the back of her hair. I told you, Chloe, you are not to come until I say so. Quiet. She silenced herself and he carried on as he was before, pushing yet another finger up inside her. She felt so engrossed in what he was doing and she began to enjoy him using her as he wanted. He removed his hands and she heard him stand up from the huge leather chair and heard his zipper moving down and a very soft thud as his trousers, trouser belt hit the floor. He moved behind her and gave her a sharp slap on her ass. Now I'm going to fuck you properly, Chloe, and you're going to enjoy every fucking second of it. As he said that, he rammed his cock inside her pussy and pushed himself deep inside her, and she felt her tight pussy stretched as his huge cock took her fully. He began to fuck her hard, dressing himself up, sharply and feeling her and she felt waves of excitement as she gave into it he pulled her hips even closer to take her deeply and she moaned with pleasure as she did that he held one hand over her mouth oh, i told you not until i say so he held one hand over her mouth and continued to fuck her and slapped her hard on her ass as punishment his fat long cock pushed in and out of her wetness for what felt like about an hour and she had to bring herself back from the brink several times to make sure she didn't come Okay, Chloe, I'm ready, and so are you, so when I say come, you can. He barked, and he increased the speed of his thrusting, faster and faster, and as he did so, he grabbed the back of her hair again, pulling her head back, and carried on fucking her. He moved close to her ear and whispered, come, and he held her head as he pushed himself sharply into her. Chloe let herself go, feeling waves of orgasm, and she moaned loudly, fuck, fuck, I'm coming harder, uh... She screamed as he pushed into her hard, and she came, as he did, and he held her down as he thrust into her for the last time, and his body fell onto hers, pinning her down. He whispered into her ear as she felt her pussy tighten and relax with waves of orgasm around his cock still inside of her. The job is yours, Chloe. 
She dressed in front of him, smiling at having had such an enjoyable job interview. Well, you can start on Monday, Chloe, Hitchin said, smiling. Great. Thanks, Mr. Hitchin. Thank you for everything. Chloe responded. She picked up her bag and turned to leave his office. Oh, and Chloe, Hitchin said. Today wasn't just a one-off, you know. I'll require you to carry out all of my instructions as of Monday. Chloe smiled, thinking being fucked like that wouldn't be a bad thing. Of course, sir. Is there anything you'd like me to do on Monday in particular? Well, he said, smiling. My first instruction is that you do not wear any underwear. To be continued. I liked it. Not bad. Pretty good story. Uh, I'm sure, uh, that probably wouldn't go over well in a work environment. But this is fiction. I'm sure that never happens. But anyway, uh, yeah, check out our website. Um, you know, that'd be a good place for you to give me any critiques. Probably most of them will be about the sound quality and recording on a busy fucking street like a retard. But, uh, get what you get. Later on.